As we mentioned earlier, South Africa has exited its fourth wave of COVID-19 and the government has amended its level one lockdown regulations. Um, we now speak to Professor uh, Musamu Shabela, Acting Deputy Vice Chancellor of Research and Innovation, AUKZ. And good afternoon to you, Professor. Good afternoon to you, Tlanzito. How are you, Professor? Hey, we are pushing along. It's uh, it's still early in the year, but it already feels like we're halfway there. Yeah. I mean, you know, the last time we spoke about uh, the third wave, we were panicking. Then yeah. there was uh, the fourth wave, Omicron, yeah. and we were yeah. not even sure we were panicking. Mm. And at least now, you know, it's not so bad. No? <laughs> Yeah, well, I think that for the most part, uh, it shows that uh, we can survive this and we can at least be hopeful. We, we have reason to, to, to see and be optimistic about the light at the end of the tunnel. That is not mm. an oncoming train. Mm. So um, what is your take on these uh, recent changes? You know, people who who test positive but um, remain asymptomatic, uh, don't need to isolate. Uh, but if you have symptoms, you have to isolate, etc., uh, etc. Et yeah, Glenn, you know, I think for me, on the one hand, they are progressive, but on the other hand, they are also a little bit problematic. Mm. And they're progressive when I look at them from the perspective of um, trying to manage the workforce and the workplace environment because mm. for the most part they were triggered a lot by the fact that during the November-December Omicron fourth wave, we saw a mm. lot of people who were infected and even though they were vaccinated, they will have breakthrough infections, but mm. they had mild disease and yet they mm. still had to stay home for the full mm. duration of isolation. Their peers and colleagues who could have been at work because they had no symptoms, they still had to quarantine. Mm. And so it really kind of eroded the workforce. So the way I understand it is that these guidelines, given all that we know from the science and from the experience of the fourth wave, can help to make sure that uh, we can preserve the workforce. But unfortunately, Glenn, they don't bode well for the general public. Mm. You know, outside of the workforce, I think for the most part, they are confusing to the general public. You know, mm. we hammered this information at people to say, look, mm. this is an infectious virus. You need to make sure that you protect people around you. You need to make sure that you follow precautions. But now it's almost as if we are reversing those gains that we, we have had all along in terms of educating the public. That's where my concern is. Mm. Very interesting because, you know, someone was asking me yesterday, uh, saying, you know, does this mean those who don't show symptoms are not contagious? And obviously I did not have an answer. Oh, no, the answer to that is very clear, that mm. we know that even people who don't have symptoms can still spread the virus. Mm. We know that. Mm. The difference is that those who have symptoms because they're either coughing or sneezing and so forth, they can spread more than the ones without uh, symptoms. But we do know that uh, they can spread the virus, which is why, as far as I'm concerned, I think that government saying that you don't have to isolate doesn't mean that you should lose the principle of mm. protecting people around you. You should mm. still 
make sure that you protect people, even if it's by mask, even if it's perhaps staying home or whatever, if you can, it's okay. I think really it's a slightly different issue what you think of it in terms of workplace and how that is managed. But for the general public, we must still understand that the spread can still can still happen. Yeah, and I think the, 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 the tricky thing also is that, you know, for those who don't have symptoms but they still don't know their status, it can be so dangerous as well. Yeah, absolutely, because, you know, usually people test when they are sick, when they yes. have symptoms and yes. they feel sick. Yes. But what we have seen, for example, uh, with the fourth wave, and there was um, quite a number of people who had to test because they were traveling. Mm. Um, and then, in fact, a lot of cases around Omicron early on were picked up in people who were traveling and they had to test because of travel. Mm. The other thing we saw was the introduction of the rapid antigen tests where they essentially, you just go, they swap you, they give you results in 20, 25 minutes. Uh, and we used it as screening, for example, in conferences and meetings and so forth. So we picked up a lot of cases through that. So I suppose that's where asymptomatic cases could be picked up. And mm. we picked up a lot of asymptomatic cases in the fourth wave than we did before. Yeah, because I remember, you know, a while ago I was with, with some friends who were traveling. And uh, mm. by the, when they got to the airport, uh, it was discovered that they, they had the Omicron. You know, yeah. there were no symptoms. There was nothing yeah. at all. So it can yeah. get very tricky. No, it's very tricky. But also, I think, you know, because of that, that's how people find out. Generally, mm. other people will not, are not going to find out. And I think you can't really blame someone who doesn't know. Yeah. But I think that once you know, then you do have a duty. You have a responsibility, yeah. in my opinion, that yeah. you need to protect others. Yes, government does not require you to do that anymore. And we understand why. Because government mm. is shifting policy more towards the whole idea of it's all in your hands. Government mm. will no longer take responsibility yeah. to yeah. prevent spread between people, but it does not mean that us as individuals we must forego that that responsibility. Absolutely, uh, all schools will return to full-time learning, and the social distancing mandate has been removed. What approach should be taken by schools going going forward? You know, Glenn, what I think is important is yes, we agree that. Learning is important, and we mm. want kids to be in school so that they don't lose learning time. Um, yes. We also think, I, I also think that there needs to be acknowledgement that given the fact that we are not able to implement distancing in our classrooms, we have a problem of congested classrooms. Yes, And yes. the sector needs to talk about that and come up with a plan around that. The second mm. thing is that there needs to be assurance for parents to know that there are going to be measures to protect kids when they're at school, be it in terms of ensuring ventilation, ventilation measures, or in terms of masks and whatever precautions that they're going to follow, that needs to happen. The last thing is that we really have to seriously think about, uh, you know, vaccines for children, especially children with the risk factors or who are at some, in some ways at risk of severe disease. No, there needs to be some sort of discussion around whether those kids can get vaccinated or not. So those things can help to reassure, to protect kids, but to also reassure parents that, that it's okay to leave kids in school. Otherwise, some parents would be very reluctant to let their kids go to school. Mm. Professor, before um, I let you go, I, I don't want you and your colleagues there 
to say, oh, congratulate you, Lutlan, as Lenu no more, congratulate So, congratulations on your appointment as Deputy Vice Chancellor of Research and Innovation at UKZN. I'm going to be So, I don't want drama when I'm walking around the mall, a gate shop inside, about how Wetland, I'll congratulate you, Professor Gan, but oh, no more, no man. Such a big achievement. I won't say anything. So congratulations, Professor. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lenzito. Much appreciated. Yes, and hopefully next time when we talk to you, you'll be the top dog. <laughs> let's look let's look forward to that. Thanks, man. <laughs> Have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic day. You too and the listeners as well. Thank you. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's uh Professor Musamu Shabela there. Acting Deputy Vice-Chancellor of Research and Innovation at UKZN. Ten minutes to four. This be Radio 2000. Our music, your memories. In the afternoon, it's just us, oh, the Glenzido Superdrive.